Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. We're going to get to the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. So good to see everybody that is here. We miss those that are out. Some are sick tonight. We pray for healing for their bodies. We pray that God would touch them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you know somebody that is sick tonight, just, just let's, let's lift our hands right now and pray for them. Hallelujah. That there, there are those that are out because of the sickness, Lord, today. God, I pray for healing touch, God, for those, Lord, that are not able to be here tonight. Lord, and those, oh God, that are uh, dealing with things in their life, Lord, I pray, God, that you would bless, Lord Jesus. God, we love you, Lord. We give you praise, God. Amen. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles now to the book of Proverbs chapter 23. Proverbs 23 and 23. You know this verse. It's a dynamic uh, verse to remember. And we've preached from it before numerous times. We'll preach from it again, no doubt, should the Lord tarry. Uh, One verse of Scripture before we launch into our study tonight. We're going to be talking about truth is not for sale tonight. So we use this Scripture. Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom, instruction, and understanding. Buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. I want to remind us tonight in this lesson that the truth is not for sale. Somebody say the truth is not for sale. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for his word to our hearts today. Lord, I praise you, God. I bless your name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn around and shake someone's hand tell them the truth isn't for sale. Amen. Could I have just a little bit of either monitor here or a little bit more in the house? Uh, probably more in the house would be better. I'll, I'll, I'll try not to get <coughs> too rambunctious tonight. Thank you. Buy the truth and sell it not. If you had invested $1,000 in Apple one year ago, you would be, that share one year later would be worth $7 more. (laughs) Whoopee, yeah. But if you had invested $1,000 in Apple five years ago, your investment would be worth $3,916. Hmm, that's pretty good. 
If you had invested 10 years ago in Apple, $1,000, you would be right now at $6,665. That's 540% increase in a decade. That's pretty good. But if you had invested in December of, 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 of 1980 at $22 a share, when Apple opened up, if you had invested $1,000, right now, your investment would be worth $1.635847 million. It's good to invest, but it also matters about investing in the right time and the right process. They say right now that investment in the components of AI particularly the things that are making up these new chips and these new uh, components, computer components for AI. Um, for those of you that, that are aware or unaware, AI stands for artificial intelligence. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a new thing that's supposedly coming out and um, going to be a big deal. And right now they're saying you need to invest in these rare earth metals. Rare earth metals. I thought all expensive metals were, were, were rare, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, they're telling us today that it's good to invest in gold. It's good to invest in, in silver and some of these uh, metals that are precious. But the greatest investment you and I could ever make in our life is truth. Truth. The truth. Truth. Truth is a rare commodity today. It is a rare commodity. But there is no expense, no sacrifice, no commitment that should be spared in obtaining this priceless, precious kingdom commodity known as truth. Then once you have purchased it, it ought to be cherished, guarded, loved. Not just simply stuck in a, in, in a safe somewhere uh, to be thinking about, well, I had it, but to use it, obtain it, and use it. Amen. Truth should never be bartered on the counter of compromise. Truth should never be traded on the open market of whims and opinions and polls. Amen. Truth should be purchased, kept, and never sold again. I believe we need to put a sign up tonight. It is not for sale. Truth is not for sale. Truth is not for sale. I am not talking about a denominational dogma. I'm not talking about a church's uh, uh, particular proclivation to uh, uh, understanding Scripture. I'm talking about what truth is. Truth. Truth arrives by the priceless measure of the Word of God through divine revelation. Once truth is revealed, it must be then kept and guarded by our continual obedience. The way you buy truth is obtain it by revelation, then you guard it by obedience. It's one thing to have truth, it's another thing to obey truth. There's a lot of people today that will tell you, if I would go to church anywhere, I'd go to the Pentecostal church because I know y'all preach the truth. 
They have a knowledge of the truth, but they're not guarding it by obedience. Amen. Truth. The price of truth is a commitment in obedience to that truth. But we're living in a day where anybody remember that? I, I think they still have it, but that uh, the old game show, Let's Make a Deal. Anybody remember that? You know, will you trade this for that or for what's behind door number three? Amen. Will you trade? I, got, I give you $500, but I'll, I'll have you trade it for what's behind door number three or by what's behind this box. And it, it may be pigs behind that door or it may be a priceless treasure. You don't know. Well, when you play uh, uh, that game with truth, you never know what the enemy will bring to you but it will be deception. It will always be deception. It, uh, truth and deception are very similar in this regard is that, is that deception and revelation feel like the same thing. They can feel like the same thing, but they are not because one is based off of a lie and the other is based off of truth. So if you know truth, you can can then uh, pick out deception uh, pretty much easier. But today, we're living in a world that, that says, I, I want to barter with truth. I'll use truth. I I'll barter it. I'll trade it. I'll, I'll make a deal about it. Don't like what the Bible says about heaven and hell? I know we'll do away with it. Oh, we'll just have heaven and no hell. So we'll deal with it that way. Don't like what the Bible says about pain and suffering? I know what we'll do. We'll just preach a palatable doctrine that it's fitting for everybody to always feel good about themselves. And everybody gets an award. I'll let that sink in just a minute. Don't like truth about living holy? I will just make up my own standard. Because after all, this is the, this is the hour of let's make a deal when it comes to truth. Don't like the biblical plan of salvation. Don't like the message of the blood, the cross, the empty tomb. Don't like the message of Jesus. Don't like the message of repentance, baptism. Don't like the message of, uh, of redemption. I know. I'll make up my own. I'll make up my own. I'll make up something called greasy grace. Live how you want to. Grace comes along and cleans it up. Don't like what the Bible teaches about money and possessions and stewardship? I know, I'll preach prosperity and still live like I want to. Don't like the Bible teaches about marriage and divorce? Whew, man, I just felt like maybe we need to do some, do some teaching on marriage and divorce. That just hit me right there. I just had a pastoral moment, okay? I am taking it easy tonight, just so you know. I'm trying, trying to take it easy. Everybody say, good job, Pastor. But don't like the truth about marriage and divorce? I know. I'll change it because God understands. God understands. Who is to say what is moral or immoral when it comes to life and living? It's my money, I'll choose to spend it how I want to. doesn't matter what the Bible says, because after all, I can choose my own truth. 
I will define morality how I want because I want to live my life how I want and, and you can't say anything about it because it's my body. I'll treat it like I want to and it's not your body. Amen. So I can redefine marriage. I can redefine family. I can redefine modesty and character, oh, oh, we, 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 we wince at redefining marriage, but how about character? How about redefining integrity and ethics and modesty? Amen. Humanity tends to make truth what, what, what will fit their own thinking. We don't like God's ways, I'll pick my own. That's exactly what Romans chapter 1 is all about. It is choosing and picking your own way to truth. Amen. Uh, uh, there was an old song that was out uh, when I was uh, a teenager, and it, it was supposedly a gospel song, but the writer said it like this. You take your way, I'll take mine. We'll follow the Jesus signs and all wind up to heaven together. You take your way, I'll take mine. We'll find a Jesus Sign and we'll all make it. That's not what the word says. The word says Jesus is the, the way. There, there's one way. His name is Jesus. Ted Koppel made this observation about truth, and I, I agree. Our society finds truth too strong a medicine to digest undiluted. In its purest form, truth is not a polite tap on the shoulder. It is a howling reproach. The reason a lot of people do resist the truth today because it, 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 it turns a spotlight on their lifestyle or their belief structure. Amen? But that's what I, I believe. Well, if, if the truth comes along, the spotlight of truth comes, then, then all of a sudden it's, I've got to pick and choose whether I accept that, reject that, because I know that we, and we'll talk about this, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Uh, but as John Maxwell said, it'll probably make you mad first. How many of you have ever got your toes stepped on by the word of God? I'm first in line. I found this among Bishop's notes, um, uh, something that he wrote in, 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 a, in a couple of his messages and I kind of picked them out. I happen to be the owner of some of his messages. I don't know if he knows that or not, but uh, I've got copies, and thank God for modern technology. I've got them where I can search them now. They're in PDF form, so I can search them on my computer, and so when I did a little search and all the notes that I have of bishops, thank God, I found these, these quotes. When truth no longer means everything, truth no longer means anything. When truth no longer means everything, truth no longer means anything. This whole world's idea of truth is levels. No, there is, there is truth and there is false. There is truth and there is false. Another one that I found is keep the truth and the truth will keep you. Amen. Isn't that good? Also, I found one more that I'll share with you. Truth exists, period. Truth exists. Falsehood 
has to be invented. Everything that the devil does is, is lies. So you got truth and you have lies. And Satan has to tell a story to counteract truth. He's the counterfeit. He's the lie. He's a falsehood. Amen. He is the father of lies. But we serve the God of truth. So the Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. Well, where do we go to buy truth? Is there a Walmart truth store? Can you search Amazon for truth? Well, probably you might find some truth in some of the books, but you're going to find a whole lot of lies. Amen. But, but, but where do we go to find truth? I want to tell you that it's very important that we even consider sell everything to get truth. Anything that you have in your life, amen, that stands in the way of truth needs to be removed so you can go and buy truth and then sell it not. Because truth is a holy treasure. Truth is a holy treasure. Should time prevail, gold may fade away and silver decay and rust. And riches are gone up like smoke. But truth will stand. Heaven and earth will pass away, this book says. But the word of the Lord will endure forever. Truth. Somebody say truth. truth. Where do we go? All right. Jesus said in John 8 and 31, this familiar passage of Scripture, John 8 and 31. Jesus said this. If you continue in my, if you continue in my word, somebody say word again, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you continue in my word, you will find my truth. The examples today of people turning away from truth is staggering. Why? Why is it that Hollywood is so wicked and, and turning away from any kind of form of truth? Why is it that there are churches today and denominations that are canceling what they once believed? Amen. A culture that has said, I, I reject the word of God because in the word is truth. Brothers and sisters, this is the truth story. This is the truth story. This is the word of truth. If we're going to know the word we have, or know truth, we have to continue in this. I, I just want to, I just want to say this. I, uh, after Sunday night, we went out to eat with uh, Brother Lang and uh, uh, Brother Laban and Sister Tiffany with Sister Gail and I, and we sit down and started talking to Brother Lang, and he, it, it was, it was a few moments there that whatever brain cells I had, I had to reel them in to try to get a grasp of what he was saying. And, and he took Genesis 1 and 1 and revealed the oneness of God in Genesis 1 and 1 through the Hebrew language like nothing I had never heard before. I don't remember what, what word it is, but in, in, in one of those words, there's a two-letter word in, uh, in Genesis 1 and 1, where it is uh, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet and the last letter of, of the Hebrew alphabet. And he began to break it down and dissect it, that he is the Alpha and Omega. He is, and showed through that. I'm just going like, I, st I can't explain it. 
Can I just tell you, there are some things in this book I don't know. I'm getting close to preaching 50 years. I've been in this all my life. But there are some things that still yet, I look at that and I think, oh, oh, oh. Lord, that, that's there? You put that there? And I've read it and reread it and read it, and it's gone boom, boom, boom so many times. Amen. But if you'll study, if we'll dig, if we'll love this, there are truths that will transform us. We don't know it all. We don't have it all. We can call ourselves whole gospel and whole truth all we want, but we don't know it all. But I'm going to keep digging. I want to keep searching like an archaeologist trying to uncover some treasure that may be hidden somewhere. There is a reality and a truth, amen, that, that's going to, there are things that will illuminate what truth I do know. There are things that will help me understand in greater detail what truth I do know, amen. Somebody ought to love the Lord for truth tonight. Truth. People who refuse to buy truth reach a conclusion that contradicts the word of God and still are convinced that they're correct. Still convinced that they are correct. Amen. People can believe damnable doctrines because they have gone through and sifted out and picked something like, like a cherry picker that will satisfy their soul. But we're to take this book whole. Eat it whole. Somebody said, eat it whole. And that also, God help us if it messes up our truth apple cart, our doctrine apple cart, amen, when there becomes a reality that God said, well, this, well I believe something else. I want to tell you, I want to buy truth if it even goes against what my, my, my upbringing may have taught me or, 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 or my conscience has, has been messed up and I need to get a true conscience with God, amen, because his word needs to change my convictions. His word ought to change my concepts. His word ought to change my culture. Truth. Either the word of God is absolute and final authority or it is no better than a reader's digest. Amen. So where does one go to find truth? They go to the word. Jesus said, I am the way and the... And the... I am the truth. Jesus is truth. Amen. When uh, uh, the Son of Man was praying, he said, he said, sanctify them through thy truth, for your word is truth. John 17. Your word is truth. Amen. Where do we go to find the truth? Somebody say it. The word. Where do we go find the truth? Through the word. Not YouTube. Not Google, not the latest commentary, the Word of God. That's where we're going to find the truth. Not politics, oh, I'm sorry, not news media, 
Hallelujah. We're going to have to find. It's time, church. Boy, I feel this burning in my spirit tonight. We need to fall in love with this word like never before because there is a deception spirit. There is an apostasy, apostasy spirit. There is a, a falling away that is happening among us right now. It's not just for other places. It's, it's among our own. God help us. That word is truth. The psalmist said, matter of fact, Psalms 119 is all about the word of God. But in Psalms 119 and 160, it says, thy word is true from the beginning. Thy word is true from the beginning. Oh, how do we get this? Well, there is some great and wonderful evidence about how we got this. I didn't realize it until, again, Brother Lang was telling us they are still discovering Dead Sea Scrolls. Still discovering Dead Sea Scrolls. Amen. What is that? It is, it is ancient writings that prove the Word of God. Huh? I want to tell you today that God, His Word is true, and I may not understand everything about it and how we got it, but I know we have it, and it's true because it's proven time and time again. From the beginning, your Word is true. That, that same chapter 119 of Psalms says the law is truth. Your commandments are truth. Amen. What is truth? It's his word. Where do we find it? Studying it. Reading it. Praying it. Where do we go? Got to have the truth. There's only one source of truth, and that's his word. There's only one God, and his final authority is his Word. Amen. He doesn't contain truth. He is truth. We may know truth, but he is truth. He is not a man that he should lie, the Bible says. It is, it is, it is not that God does not lie. He cannot lie. Woo. It is impossible for God to lie, Hebrews 6 and 18. Amen. We need to go and find the truth that is in God's word and hold on to it, buy it. If you get anything else in this life, it ought to be secondary. Go get truth first. Find truth first. Hallelujah. Uh, Jim Elliott wrote uh, this in uh, his, one of his writings, one of his books. He said, I may no longer depend on pleasant impulses, to bring me before the Lord. I must rather respond to principles I know to be right, whether I feel them to be enjoyable or not. We are in a society, brothers and sisters, that wants to have good feeling truth, truth that makes them feel good, truth that approves of them, truth that they feel like they can present that approves of their lifestyle and their manner. And we can throw off on, on the LGBT community, but brothers and sisters, it happens in our own world. When we don't like something that is truth, we skirt around it because we, we, we you know, we don't want to deal with that. I'm going to talk about some truths we need to buy and never sell. Number one truth I want to talk about tonight is that we need to buy that this is indeed the infallible word of God. 
that this has been tested and tested. It's been shot at. It's been translated incorrectly. It has been tried uh, on the courts uh, uh, of modern thinking. It has been tried in the halls of academia. And if they could find one geographical place that was wrong, one city that was out of place, one name that was out of place, if you want to know why the genealogies are in the scripture, it is because it is a reference point to the truth of God. Not one family is out of line. Not one date is out of line. Amen. Not a location. They could search it all they want to, but this word of God is indeed the word of God. Believe it. Don't just take my word for it, but believe it. Amen. If you believe that this is the word of God and it contains the message of life and hope, you will go to it to find the answers for the issues of life by the truth and sell it not. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The word of God. <clears throat> In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, Paul said, For this cause we thank God without ceasing, because when you see, receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. It matters what we think about the Word. It matters what we think about this, 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 this great Scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. It matters. Do we just read it? Do we just hear it and go on? Or do we eat it? Do we eat it? Jesus is the Word, and He said, I, I want you to eat me. I want you to eat me. Amen. Why? It's the truth store. It's where you go find truth. <clears throat> Paul wrote to the young preacher Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 and 16, and he said this. I want to remind you, Timothy, all Scripture, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Remember Sunday when we talked about how the, the Spirit of God, the breath of God, Produced the, the word of God and creation happened. Amen. All scripture is God breathed. That's what that word means. Inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine or teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in, work, in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. All scripture. Amen. That's why we need to get a hold of the truth that, that this is God's word. It's an unchangeable truth. For the word of God is heaven's pipeline for your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We know, as we said Sunday morning, that the world is held together by the word of God. Amen. Speaking of Jesus Christ to be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his per- person in Hebrews 1 and 3 and upholding all things 
and upholding all things, and upholding all things by the word of his power. Amen. This is the word. This is the word that the psalmist said his word is right. His word is true. Hallelujah. The scripture declares that he sent his word and he healed them. Let me tell you, that's a truth that can transform your life. Believe it. Remember the centurion that said, Lord, I want you to come and I want you to heal. <clears throat> and he said, but Lord, you don't, you don't even have to come. You can just speak the word. Just speak the word. Somebody say, speak the word. Speak the word. <clears throat> oh, thank God for the truth that God's word is the infallible word. Infallible word of God. Let me tell you just another truth that you need to, you and I need to hold on to today, and that is God, Elohim, Creator, is our source. Amen. The world was created by God. Period. Amen. Isaiah 45, 18, for thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. Let me just tell you that the word of God and true science do not contradict. The word of God and true science. You see, when they say science, it's such a broad brush because it all depends on what scale and what model and what plan and what test you're using to get your own conclusions. I want to say... To you and me, listen, I don't have to be afraid of science. I don't have to be afraid of science. Amen. Again, let me refer to our conversation with Brother Lang. He, he said something that a, a rabbi recently, a, a very well-educated, worked for NASA, if I remember right, uh, was asked one time, said, well, what do you believe about there are stones that are millions of years old and and and, and, then, and then do you believe in a new, uh, relatively young earth or do you believe in an old earth? And, and the explanation, what, what he gave just thrilled me because I never thought about it like this. He said, well, I believe yes and yes. He said, God created Adam as an adult. He created trees as mature trees. He created animals as mature. Why couldn't he create stones that were mature, however old they will be? Let that sink in. I'm talking about our creator that I have to believe that I must believe because it is truth that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. That means anything after that falls under the authority of my source. Anything after that is under the authority of God Elohim Almighty. Can you give him praise for the truth that he is the creator? Amen. Buy it and sell it not. Bye. Well, what about this evidence and that evidence? I don't have to worry about because I know this has been proven time and time again to me. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. How about that truth? How about that truth? Let's buy the truth that there is one God. 
Amen. That there is one God. There, we don't serve a, a, a God of, of all this world. We don't serve a God about the trees and the plants and the, the cows and the bees. and Oh, no, no, no. We serve one God. There is one God. Hallelujah. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And, I, and we can go on a whole message on that, but I just want to hit some truths tonight that we need to buy and sell not. Let us not sell the oneness of God for anything. Amen. How about this? That behold, a virgin will conceive and bring forth a son. His name is going to be Jesus, and he's going to be the Savior of the world. I still believe in the truth. Let's buy the truth. Let's buy the truth that Jesus was born out of an, a supernatural manifestation from glory. He was born of a virgin. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Buy the truth and sell it not. I read a statistics, some statistics about churches, and I'm, I'm going to pull out a number that is not scientific. I'm going by memory, so I'm going about. Everybody say about. Okay. About somewhere close to 80% of some of the major denominations no longer believe in the virgin birth. Somebody sold the truth. Somebody sold the truth. I got to buy it, and I'm going to hold on to it. That he was born, that the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. He was conceived. God manifest in the flesh. Buy that truth. How about, buy the truth that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's a truth we're all sinners. The truth that this world is in sin. We get stuck on are we good or are we bad? We're, we're sinners. Unless we have been born again. Amen. The truth is that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the, also there is a truth that says if I repent, <laughs> if I'm born again of water and the Spirit, hallelujah, I can be saved and born again through, through His plan. Let me just tell you that repentance is still a truth. You and I can get nowhere and get nothing when it comes to redemption without repentance. Repentance is changing our mind and getting with the program, getting with God, following after him. Repentance is a truth. Amen. The Bible teaches very clearly water baptism in the lovely name of Jesus Christ is for the remission of sin. I didn't invent that. You didn't invent that. That's in the word of God. I've got to buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. The baptism of the Holy Ghost was poured out on the day of Pentecost and not only on the day of Pentecost, but all through the book of Acts. Amen. Even until last week when my my, my granddaughter, my wife and I, granddaughter, our firstborn granddaughter, spoke in tongues. I saw the video. Amen. I've seen the thing happen many, many, many times over. And every time there's joy, there's grace, there's power, there's anointing, there's a changed life. Hallelujah. How old's Ruby? Eight. 
eight years old. Of course, y'all know Rue. She's very, very literal. What was it that she said about coming back that she left? She left one girl and came back another. Eight years old. Somebody say truth. Truth. Oh, yeah, there's been people that have walked away from this. There have been people, yes, they have. But I want to tell you, it's still true. It doesn't change it. Hallelujah. How, how, how about the truth of justification? How about the truth that he redeems us and puts us in a position as just as if we had never sinned? Do you believe in the grace of God that he wipes it all away? Do you believe in that? That's a truth that will change your life, that you do. As Ruby said, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a different person. Why? I've been justified. I've been justified. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. I didn't do anything to receive it. I am justified by his grace, and I am being sanctified by his power and by his grace. And one of these days, I'm going to be glorified in his presence. Somebody say, that's true. That is true. How about the the promise of divine healing? Is that a truth? Amen. Well, God didn't heal and God didn't do this. Well, he's God, I'm not. But he always said in his word that if I'll pray, he is the healer. And let us take that and let us believe that. I have seen him way too many times heal people's bodies. Amen. To think anything other than he's the healer. I'm the Lord that heals you. He sent his word and he healed you. By his stripes we are healed. Can I tell you, the devil wants you to stop praying about healing. He wants you to stop praying about miracles. Amen. And he wants you to keep feeling as if it had never happened. But I'm looking around and I'm seeing people after people in this building tonight that I know the miracles in your life. I know, devil, you've come too late to tell me that it isn't true. I'm by this truth and it's not for sale I buy the truth of divine healing I buy the truth that there is a second return of Jesus Christ he's coming back again I'm buying that truth one of these days I'm going to see him as he is one of these days he's going to come back just like he said he would Amen. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet will sound, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be called up together. Somebody buy that truth tonight. Amen. This world is not all there is. I'm just passing through. Amen. I'm going to buy the truth that he's coming back again. I'm going to buy the truth that Jesus is going to come back again. But if I buy that truth, I must also buy the truth that there is eternal judgment. That's a truth we want to avoid. Literally. Because we have the truth of redemption, we can avoid. Hell was not made for man. It was made for the devil and all of his entourage. And people say, you know, well, why, why would a loving God make a, a hell like that? 
Why would a loving God? Let me just tell you, he will send no one to hell. But what they have, the, the chance, I believe, there's a chance somewhere, some way, his grace and mercy is faithful. Somebody say he's faithful. He's going to give you an opportunity. He's going to, here in America, here in America, we have been blessed with truth preaching from sea to shining sea. Somewhere, somebody, amen. That's why we've got to go. We've got to go give people that message of redemption because nobody needs to go to hell. Amen. I still believe in the truth of the glorious future of God's people in a new Jerusalem. I still believe in the truth that God made a male and female. God made a man and woman. I didn't write that. He did it. I still believe in the truth that God was the one that wholly instituted family and marriage and the alignment of authority and functional, uh, functional order within the home. Amen. I still believe in the truth uh, that there is gifts of the Spirit uh, and fruits of the Spirit. Uh, I still believe in the gifts of the ministry, the fivefold gifts of, of the apostles. Uh, amen. And prophets, uh, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the church. Do you believe in that today? Do you still believe in the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues? Do you still believe in the gift of healing? Do you still believe in the gift of the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom? Amen. These are glorious things that we must hold on to truth. Still believe it's true that we are to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. To be separate from this world. Love not the world neither the things that are in the world. Oh, heaven help us. Heaven help us. Somebody say, buy it. Buy that truth. Buy that truth. Let me take you back to John 8, 31. Jesus said to these Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And here it is, and you shall know Somebody say, bye. The truth and the truth shall make you free. The Greek word for know here is an interesting word because it speaks not of just the acquisition of facts, but rather it involves experiential knowledge. Experiential knowledge. It is to know by experience. This word comes by experiencing and obeying. You may intellectually know some truth, but you can't really buy it until you've experienced it and surrendered to it through obedience. How do I buy truth? Experiencing God and then obeying Him. Obeying Him. Obeying Him. The disciples struggled with the lack of understanding and knowledge. But what happened to the guy that, you know, before, before Pentecost, the apostle Peter was cutting off people's heads. At least that's what he was aiming for. But also, I got to believe that's what he's swinging for. Nobody's going to just say, I'm here, I'm going to have to whack your ear off. It was a bad shot, what he was. Before Pentecost, he's denying Christ. But afterwards, he's standing up with the 11, 
preaching the message with understanding. He can tell you why he died and was buried. He can tell you why, because he experienced it. You, 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 could, you, could, you could say, uh, well, I don't know about that Holy Ghost business. I don't know about that tongue-talking business. Amen. Well, I can tell you for the fact I've experienced in my life, I've had that experience when I was seven years old. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he has kept me. Woo! I can tell you for a fact. Hallelujah. Anybody here ever had sauerkraut? Anybody sauerkraut lovers in the house? God bless you folks. Amen. Anybody here like, like greens, turnip greens? Oh, praise the Lord. Can I just tell you, I hated turnip greens, but I never tasted them. But when I tasted of turnip greens, I decided I like them. Why? Because I experienced it. Because it, it, it touched my taste buds. Don't say, well, I don't know about that until you have had a chance to experience the Holy Ghost and experience the Word of God. Why do you people believe so tyrannical things? Because we've had an encounter with God and we refuse to let the world and all the hoity-toity thinkers try to convey something different that the Word of God is still the Word of God. I still believe that Jesus is Lord. I still believe He's coming back again. I still believe that demons are cast out in the name of Jesus. I still believe there's power in the name of Jesus when I pray in that name. Buy the truth and sell it not. So this buying truth is knowing by experience and carried out by obedience. Thank God. How does this happen? But by the spirit of truth. John 16, 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. In another place, Jesus said, he will speak of me. Talking about the connection of the Spirit to truth. You want to know who Jesus is? Let the Word and the Spirit come down and let it reveal yourself. Buy the truth. Sell it not. The greatest acquisition you and I will ever make will be a truth purchase. Amen. Go after it. Amen. It's priceless. Amen. So what should we buy? Truth alone. How much truth do we need? All of it. Amen. What is the price that we should pay? Whatever. Whatever. Amen. When is it a good time to buy? Now. If we'd had that mentality and that understanding when we bought Apple stock in 1980, we'd all be billionaires and millionaires. Hmm. When's a good time to buy truth? Now. 
right now. When's a good time to be all in? Right now. Amen. When is it a good time to sell? Never. Never. Where do you go shop? <laughs> Where do you go shop? Go buy this. Jesus said, come buy of me. <laughs> come buy of me. Where do I go to shop? His word. It's not enough to hear truth that is preached. You got to buy it and own it for yourself. It's not a simply enough to recommend it to others. Truth is a personal thing that is purchased. Amen. Don't be satisfied to know about truth. Get it for yourself. Buy it at a price that you will never sell it. Stand with me, please. You and I always need truth. It's worth keeping. The fact is, people say, I'm living for the truth. Are you willing to die for the truth? Are, are, are we willing to die? The first place we die is to die out to self. Truth. I believe you and I should take truth to our grave or to the rapture, whichever comes first. I don't have time to go into the other part of that verse, but it, it says this, by truth, but also be sure to get wisdom, instruction, and understanding as well. Because truth in itself, if it doesn't have wisdom, then it doesn't have the right way to handle that information. Wisdom is having the right information and knowing how to apply it. Instruction is the discipline of learning. Understanding is the discernment that moment of, oh, I get it. Anybody ever had that revelation moment? I get it. Amen. The dangerous thing of our world today is that many are under the deceivableness, deceivableness, that's what Paul said, where they love not the truth so they weren't saved. I want to fall in love with your word and your truth. Can I, can I? Just open this altar up to some truth lovers tonight, some truth seekers tonight to come and just simply pour out your heart, maybe a, a commitment to the Word of God, to seek His Word, to know His Word. Hallelujah. Lord, let me have a love for truth, a love for truth, a love of your Word, O oh God. Let me buy it, sell it not. Oh, hallelujah. Fall in love with your word again. Let me not just be a reader. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.